Hello everybody and welcome to yet another reboot of the movie man. I don't know what number we're up to now, but it has got to be very, very high. I'm just gonna pluck twenty out of the air because we're in twenty twenty, but we've got some old and some older faces joining us. So Harry Anton, when was the last time you were back on the pod? Probably the last time we were friends, Gallup. Probably years ago. And Mark Stack as well, welcoming back since first appearance since about twenty fifteen. And then less old, but nonetheless as valued and precious, Johnny Smith. Oh, thank you. I mean, I I mean, it's so old that I think the last thing we did was probably Eddie the Eagle. (laughs) I I, I listened to that. That was a long time ago. Oh, but so worthwhile. Put it this way, I have um, now got a 21-month-old child and I haven't even met the mother of... um, (laughs) of that child before when we last did this. So it's quite a while ago, right? Yeah, that's that's a while. So what we're doing, uh, as most of you, I'm sure, know, we're in lockdown and isolation. It's a bit ropey. And people have been putting out what films they should be watching while they're in this situation. So what we're thinking of doing is we've picked 25 films that we've all selected between the group of us. as us and Ollie Britton as well, who's not here tonight, but he's going to be on future ones. You just said he didn't make a selection. He he didn't make. I just had to pick his five for him because he a lazy, downright fuck. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, if the shoe fits, if the shoe fits, right. So what we've done is all selected five films each that are all available on Netflix or Amazon Prime for free, so you can watch them while we're in this little period at the moment. And we're going to try and review as many of them as we can. Hopefully, we're not in this situation for twenty five weeks because that would be an absolute disaster. But yeah, I would kill myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely going to happen. Though. So the first film we're recommending is Man on Fire. This is available for free on Amazon Prime, directed by Tony Scott, starring Denzel Washington. Here's a little taster of what we were watching last night. Yeah, I don't know. Bodyguards got to be close to people. You know, I'm no good at that. It was silent time. People are going to appreciate that. He's like a bear. Yeah? Big, sad bear. So, first off, I know someone in this group particularly enjoyed this film. So, Harry Anton. Yes. What did you think of this film? I thought it was brilliant. It actually had more weight than I remember. Like, the first half, I remember just him going nuts for the whole film. But the first half was like, it really took its time to build all the characters and stuff and and build the relationship before he went nuts, which I definitely did not appreciate when I was 16. It was definitely two halves, that, the film, definitely. Yeah, massively. It was two films. It was two films. I must say, though, when I when I suggested this film, I was a little bit worried about 20 minutes in that I was like, is this film anywhere near as good as I remember it being? Because, Harry, the, what is the setup of this film? Well, he is a... Um... <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's a classic it's like, he's an over the hill ex army guy that finds himself in the situation that he doesn't want to be in and like maybe he'll rise to it or maybe he won't no no I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to rise to the top <laughs> has he still got it I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he's still got it the backstory is just non-existent hey he's an ex-army guy <laughs> That's it. He's ex military, and then also, he on his CV. He was oh, in yeah. Lebanon at one point. Yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no callback to I it. I thought this a couple of times. It was, it was kind of under siege. Only he's not on a ship. It's like, <laughs> you know, 
It was like he's an ex, he's an ex, he's an ex army guy, but he's just a cook now. He's probably not got it in him. And then some guys come and raid the ship, and you go, no, he does have it in him. Same, same exact storyline. I, I literally forgot about Tony Scott and how much I love all his films. I just love entertainment, so I need to be entertained in a film above everything else. And Tony Scott is almost the number one guy to do that. He's just always quick cuts, and he always gets the point that everything's always sharp and pacey. Johnny, talking of those fast cuts, Mark said it made him feel seasick watching the opening. What, what was your opinion? I think, yeah, I mean, the opening gives you seasickness, but the, I mean, that's that's the mild bit of seasickness. I mean, then they go into a club and then he has flashbacks and then he has a bad dream and he has some sleepwalking, he has a nightmare and it's just relentless. But it's not only, you know, the sort of editing that's relentless, but it's... The, the audio barrage as well you know there's a bit of classical music there's a bit of latin pop music there's a bit of mickey you're so fine in spanish it's it's relentless and it, it kind of when works happen? when he's 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 uh doing a bit of interrogating in the car all oh, right i missed that hey mickey it's absolutely relentless that cutting but harry you reckon that that's like something that we're missing in modern day direction though yeah, yeah. loads of directors now and and actors, they don't take enough risks, and they're a bit too they're a bit too straight. And what Tony Scott would always do is he'd be like, "Look, come into this world that I'm directing, and look at this through my vision." And you always know you're watching a Tony Scott film, and it can't and it, it can be said of the best directors, but it cannot be said of every director because most of them don't take enough risks or aren't, aren't as interesting as as Tony Scott. If people aren't familiar with Tony Scott, other films Tony Scott's done be Enemy of the State, Top Gun. Uh, Top Gun, uh, True Romance, not, True Romance. Yeah, so yeah, you're right. He's got he's got his own style. But Mark as well. There were some other weird directorial choices. Though. Like the subtitling on the screen was very. For me, the way I see it is, I think it was. I think it's great watching it still. I think there's loads of things that have just maybe dated a little bit and were probably good at the time. The fast cut thing is maybe has maybe passed and we're used to something different. That might be, it might not be necessarily bad, but maybe we're used to something different. Mm. And I, ha- I do have to agree with Johnny. I mean, the soundtrack was, uh, was schizophrenic. It was, it was <laughs> fucking mental at times. Um, but it was, it was, I really enjoyed it. Massively enjoyed it. I really like that first half, um, that build up. I, like I, I said to you guys on the text, I could watch him and walking in the car at the start for the fucking, they could have done that. That 90-minute film, I would have loved it. Yeah. So you've brought a walk in there. Yeah, Johnny, some of the, some of the, what do you reckon about some of that casting, though? Jo- Mickey Rourke and Christopher Walken were playing probably the opposite roles that I'd have expected. They could have flipped those two around. I think it, it's Harry great to, you know, sort of furnish it out with those sort of, you know, great character actors, Christopher Walken and Mickey Rourke. I would say with Mickey Rourke, you know, because I suppose it was sort of in his in-between period when he'd gone a bit off the rails and he wasn't a handsome young man and he hadn't become grizzly wrestler era Mickey Rourke. But I kind of wanted to see more of him. You know, I think he's, he's, you kind of know he's going to have some crucial role in it. But maybe we want more Mickey Rourke and more Christopher Walken. You know, because for the two and a half hour runtime, I think you, I think there could be a bit more than just it Denzel. Long. It is long. Denzel has that wonderful monologue when he says about... He was uh, he's a, an artist doing a, a say an art, instead of an artist doing a painting, his painting is is death. It was such a and it was really cheesy, but only Walken could have landed it. He said, "What? So let Creasy paint his own masterpiece, which is going to be death." I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." Are you buying Walken as an ex special forces man though? <laughs> 
Well, I mean, yeah, he sold it. He sold me on it, for sure. He's Christopher <laughs> Walken. Johnny, something we both picked up on. Um, so do you want to talk to me about the, the nature of there's, there's a brotherhood in the film and uh, they really came up, they were quite creative with the way they named this brotherhood. What, what was the brotherhood called? What were, uh, the, the Hermanos. The, the Hermanidad. The Hermanidad. The, the Brotherhood. I mean, and, and yeah. they obviously so need the, the subtitles just to uh, confirm explain. that was what they'd called their gang. And they'd had the brainstorm about it. Man, I'd love to have been in that writer's room there. Just going, oh God, I've got it. We've got a Brotherhood. Don't really know what to call them. And someone's just like... Brotherhood in Spanish. Yeah, nailed it's it. So, it's so obvious. Nobody's done it before. <laughs> yeah. But it, the, writing, the writing was weird because I, I think it was... Some of it was like clunky, clunky, and then it would like land. And it was like, oh, so it means it was it was slightly disjointed. But I wouldn't say the writing was bad. But it was definitely like one minute it would clunk and the next minute it would be brilliant. Wait, I mean, it, it, it kind of fits with the whole film. You know, that sort of, it goes sort of from sublime to ridiculous in sort of all elements. And in a oh. way, it kind of works because of that. As well, what we didn't know, so what I didn't know was, it was based originally based on a book. And there was an there was an original there was an original film made in the early eighties that Tony Scott was on to direct, but the studio kicked him off because no one knew who the fuck Tony Scott was. And then the next film that unknown director made was Top Gun. <laughs> like, oh, maybe he is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Harry, you also made the point that so we, we haven't even mentioned Dakota Fanning here. Um, you mentioned the point. Why are kids never stupid in films? Yeah, she should be like making like poop noises and stuff like. In, <laughs> But like oh. halfway through a big monologue of Christopher Walken, you just go like, and just completely like walk <laughs> off and not give a fuck. Now that's death what, is a masterpiece. What. Why do you have a thing on your nose? It's like <laughs> Harry, as the Mark, as the only one of us with a child, is that is that an accurate portrayal of children? It should be like when I, you know, when you do a kid in a film, Big Daddy nailed it. Oh, yeah. it like yeah. eating ketchup and like pissing in places and all that shit that character of Adam Sandler as the sort of dad thrown upon him that's that's basically what it, it's like so yeah having Dakota Fanning be like the cleverest kid as much as her performance is so good like it is yeah. so good it's so cute she's really good at the connection like, the connection between yeah, the they two have a brilliant fucking connection. amazing yeah, yeah. And, that's, and that's better than I ever remembered it being mm. um, yeah. so that, that was cool but yeah that's not what kids are like Johnny, Johnny, there's some uh, strange sartorial choices as well for Denzel. I don't know who's doing wardrobe on this film, but just talk us through some of his highlights. Well, I mean, I, we were talking about how the film sort of might be a bit dated for 2004, but when you look at the fashion choices and Denzel in the baggiest suit you've ever seen, it feels a lot more 1980s. I mean, we're only talking, what, 15, 16 years ago, and it does feel like a completely different you know, planet we're on. But I mean, it, Denzel, Denzel, where's it good? It's so, Denzel dressed as Mr. Say? Bean. No, he gets, it's, but that's, that's, a, that's a choice because he gets cooler. He's, he's, he, who's buying his suit? He's a, he's an alcoholic. He's a waste. He's, he's got this suit from the eighties. Well, that's true. I like, yeah, yeah. And then he, yeah, but then as, the as it goes on, as it goes on, all of a sudden he's in sunglasses <laughs> with a suit that fits. What I, what I, a point I thought about last night was, so it's obviously set in around 2004, right? It's not like it's throwing back. It's not like it's throwing forward. That period of time is probably the worst period of time in terms of fucking fashion. Johnny, cargo pants. Talk to me about cargo Denzel's pants. club look. If you're going to cargo... the club, 
Well, what what is the club? What's the club called? Because I feel like that has a really obvious name as well, like Rave. Los Clubos. It's called the Rave at like Lenez or something. Yeah, it's called the it's called the Rave because the you nose know, rave. Why fuck around with creativity? Yeah. So can I? Sorry, Johnny. Can just to dive in. So I please do. The water's good, Mark. Dive in. This is a massive <laughs> pet peeve of mine. I put it down in my notes. This will have to bring it up right now. The whole fucking idea of um, the rave and the gangster behind the rave pisses me off. What? It's such a because it's it is written by people that just that's just not what happens, is it? That what? just is not what happens. They don't go to raves and stand up inside <laughs> a top of the club whilst loads of people are like fucking losing their shit. You know, I just, that's you Have you not seen the Fifty First State? It's one of those classic things. Oh, we're in a place now where people are bad. It's a rave, which I get. That's exactly what gangsters do. It's done so... No, but that's what I'm saying. That's what it's trying to do. But a rave... Like, he wouldn't be, that. be in a house with probably loads of drugs and savage people around him. But I mean, on that note, surely it would be, be... I mean, it'd be great if he went into a club. I mean, obviously, this is probably more likely to happen in sort of cruelly. But instead of it being a rave, everyone's <laughs> in there just, like, banging out to, you know, come on Eileen. It's not a rave. It's just a shit regional nightclub. Exactly. Everyone's well, having BKs. So I think we've nailed the analysis of this film. Um, <laughs> other things, Denzel gets shot a lot. And it, and it doesn't bother him. No. At all. In 2004, 50 Cent survived all the bullets. Maybe they were just no. making weaker bullets in 2004. <laughs> they, they were making non, non-lying bullets, whereas now we've got, uh, we've got lying bullets that are nearly as effective. They were just making weaker bullets in Not being funny, there must have been a conversation on that set when Denzel was like, I'm getting shot five times, and Tony Scott would have gone, yeah, but that 50 Cent got shot nine times. So, And he, he seems fine. When one of the murders that Denzel commits in this, he sticks a bomb up a guy's ass. And it reminds <laughs> me of the scene in uh, in Pulp Fiction where Christopher Walken is talking to the child whose dad has had the watch. Harry, give it a go. Come on. You're the actor. The bomb. You, you, are, you have a bomb and he's going to stick it up your ass. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> That's Denzel. See, that's why they should have swapped Denzel and Christopher Walken just for that one scene. No, this bomb. This bomb going up your ass. And if anyone has not seen the Denzel Washington asking a girl to the prom stand-up routine, then just Google that because that is the best thing in the world of all time. We normally would rate these films out of 10, but as these are all old films, no one wants to hear our ratings out of 10 of these films. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant to everyone. So something that Mark suggested would be a good idea is... We, we hear what the Rotten Tomatoes rating of this film is and decided this film is under or overrated and we'll go around. So, Mark, it was your idea, so we start off. Would you be surprised if I told you that this film has a 39% rating on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, I think that's brutal. I think that's savage. Yeah. I think it's way better than that. I think a lot Thank of God. those people must have seen it. Thank God, else we've just recommended to everyone we know to watch <laughs> a terrible film. Johnny, over or under? Oh, I mean, it's way better than 39%. I think I'm in a, in a similar, you know, sort of similar thoughts to that. Um, I would say that I think the bigger question would be, where does it fit in the pantheon of Denzel? You know, because <laughs> yeah. there's, there's a lot of good stuff in there. What um, a pantheon. I think it's, yeah, I mean, what a pantheon. I want to fit in the pantheon of Denzel. 
it's good, but I think, you know, obviously Training Day, I think American Gangster, um, Fly is very good. Malcolm X, I mean, that's a heavy film, but... Wouldn't Malcolm X have been better if halfway through he just started doing do a half of this film? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, just... I'm going to start murdering people really savagely. Hey, I'm pretty sure Malcolm X is a biopic, but, you know, I'll, I'll double check on that. I don't think... He takes some lenience with it. He's like, no, fuck uh, it. He, so we've yeah. already had the under from the other guys. Harry, I know you're going to say it's underrated. So how about you just give me a... How about you just give me a... If you like something, you'll like this film. Yes. Um, if you like yeah. any Denzel film that is basically a rip-off of this film, then this is the film to see. <laughs> so, like, don't ignore The Equalizer and Equalizer 2 and basically any Anton Fuqua films after a certain amount of time. Just watch this film. <laughs> Anton Fuqua. <laughs> <laughs> So obvious, but so good. Run! I'm gonna go get her. Anyone who gets in my way, anybody who profited from it, anybody who opens their eyes at me. I'm gonna kill him. Cool, so I don't want to dampen the mood too much, but we just wanted to have a quick discussion. Right? Quick discussion while Harry drains a red wine and we all cheers each other over Skype. Um, yeah, if, if anyone's wondering why there's so many like corks popping and just sounds of people drinking, because <laughs> we're drinking. Oh, we're drinking. What else is there to do? Um, this week, we're in a really tough spot at the moment, as we all know. I don't want to hammer on about it. This is probably going to be the last podcast we're going to refer to this shit. But we thought, let's keep it topical. What world leader fictional sorry what fictional world leader would you want to lead us through this crisis that we're currently in mark you said your answer is terrible so let's start there oh he's frozen (laughs) (laughs) oh is he just thinking really hard he's he's Um, because my internet went as he went what world leader and then it went um for me i went straight for um the president um in independence day bill pullman i i think He'd find out the mothership of where Corona is and he'd just fuck that shit up. Yeah, but so. Andy Quaid would have, like... <laughs> so unreliable. He'd be there. Yeah, Randy Quaid would just take his crop-dusting plane and just fire the, uh, the anti-vac everywhere. If there's ever a man that have stopped the end of the world. It's him, so why not? Today is our independence day. No, we just, it was just about corona. Oh. <laughs> the best thing about that, that speech is that, like, how the Americans think the world perceives them is he's giving the speech and it's going out to, like, round the world and these, like, Russian sailors are like, yeah, this guy, oh, this guy. I, I, I challenge any of you to give me a better answer than that. Johnny, that challenge has been laid down. Gauntlet. Well, I have to say, sort of fictional world leader, the the world leader bit sort of uh, departed me somewhat. Um, so I've gone for a slightly lesser being of authority. A, a guy. A guy. Well, I mean, on, on this note, I saw Boris Johnson's, what his favourite favorite film character is the mayor from Jaws, which um, obviously <laughs> okay. is extremely good to know because he kept the beaches open when the corona sharks were coming. Um, so, so he's definitely not my choice. But I thought the most efficient man to solve this crisis would be Winston Wolf from Pulp Fiction, because <laughs> yeah. he's not a world leader, but he should be because he's very organised. 
Um, he dresses well, and he's he's very good at getting people to clean aggressively. And he can get you, yeah, great. He, well, he gets you great insurance as well. That's just a bonus. That is a bonus. <laughs> that is a bonus. I don't want some is... guys selling me insurance. Harry, <laughs> uh, mine uh, is Mayor Quimby. Ooh, very Mayor strong. Quimby. That my, that man has seen so many disasters, overseen so many disasters, and also the time where they're all stuck in the bubble. He handled himself wonderfully. Quimby's a good one because he can just. He can always just, he's always there. He just manages to style himself out of any crisis. And no matter how bad it gets for the Simpsons, they always just seem to make it work. You can imagine him like Boris, only he's in front of that Hawaii sign. You know, like he's got like a fake boardroom behind him and he's doing the 5.30 meetings. There's Mayor Quimby doing them and then the boardroom kind of sweeps away and he's just in a beach in the middle of nowhere. And also we'd come out of it the other side with a monorail. Monorail. You know, that's... Yeah, well, we don't want to make light of the situation too much, but, you know, try and bring some humour because it has been pretty depressing. Um, mine's kind of similar to yours, actually. Hugh Grant. Oh, well, I went I went with, um, no, I went with the opposite, Billy Bob Thornton. From Love Actually. Yeah, I thought of no, that. that's terrible. He's such a dick. Because he's such an absolute swine that it's just like... Just like a just walking a terrible... me too. He's more me too than Mayor Quimby. I think he's actually the most similar to kind of the world leaders we have at the moment. So it would feel oddly comforting. So look, let's just be, let's be honest here. I have absolutely won that. If that was a points thing, I've won the points. It's not your kind of cross. Well, firstly, he was a president, and your guys are mayors, so that doesn't count. <laughs> and Callum's, were, Callum's was Billy, Billy Bob Thorne being like raping people. So come on. <laughs> I'm going to go um, for a woman prime minister, and only because film is so unequal, I can't think of one. <laughs> I'm going to go for Cleopatra. That should have been the question. Uh, Name one yeah. woman yeah. Prime, like, prime minister or president in any film ever. I'm sure Meryl Streep plays I feel like Laura, Laura. I feel like Laura Dern must have been at some point. As, like in a, as a trendy new, new was, leader. It, you have to avoid, because you said fictional, so you have to avoid genuine. You have yeah. to avoid like Lincoln and, and people like that. So... That's a movie. Daniel Day Lewis. I'm not sure how good Lincoln would have been at this point. I'm just saying. Lincoln. Those guys. Lincoln would have been amazing. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> All right, so you took him straight out. You dropped him into a Cobra meeting. He would definitely be out of his debt. We are stepped out upon the world stage now. Now! With the fate of human dignity in our hands. Blood's been spilt to afford us this moment. Now! 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 And you grousel and heckle and dodge about like pettifogging Tammany Hall hucksters. See what is before you. See the here and now. That's the hardest thing. The only thing that accounts. So we're going to wrap things up like we normally do with a quiz. And uh, this week you're all going to be against each other. And what I've done is I've got five actors. And I have their Wikipedia filmographies up. And I'm going to start naming films. And the first one who names the actor that is in all those films gets the point. Fantastic. Understand? Are you taking into account lag on this? <laughs> I'm not taking into account lag, Mark. <laughs> okay, I'm going to start now. <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> okay. so okay. are, you, are you actually kidding me? <laughs> Mark, did you, did you just say Matthew McConaughey? Yeah, I did. Is it actually Matthew McConaughey? Come on! I told you. 
Fuck, lag, lag has won. So Mark wins the first one without guessing, yeah. without guessing a person. What was your first film? Uh, I was going to go with um, I was going to go with Amistad. Obviously, yeah. are you going to go with Amstrad? Amistad, which we re- reviewed on the, Sugar. on the pod before. <laughs> then I was going to go with Tropic Thunder. Then I was going to go with uh, Magic Mike. I still wouldn't have got it well done. And then I was going to probably... It's the worst some... quiz ever. I don't want to hear your workings. <laughs> <laughs> then I'd have gone like Dazed and Confused and someone would have got it and then I'd have gone Dallas Buyers Club and then everyone would have got it. Okay, so so I won that. Have you got a backup quiz? <laughs> yeah, I've got four more people. Okay, let's do a backup then because I've won the first one so I've got a point. So you've got one point. Okay. The Talented Mr. Ripley. No one want to jump in there? No? The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Kate Blanchett. Yes, Johnny. Oh, 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 he just got in there. Son of a bitch. Kate Blanchett. Harry's going to be fuming <laughs> if he doesn't get this one. Mickey Rowe. No. Uh, Reign of Fire. To carry on the Matthew McConaughey thing. A Midsummer Night's Dream. Christian Bell. Yes. I should have. I was going to say that on Reign of Fire, but I thought that's the only person you actually, I can think of in Reign of Fire. I don't remember him in Reign of Fire. He's the that's only person not. who was in it, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, only, he was only him and McGonagall. Mark, I yeah. think you're going to have to be guessing people before they come up to beat these two, so <laughs> that would be my recommendation. <laughs> What's the, you okay. to the next one? Uh, I'm about to the next one. I'm going to go. Okay. The Last Picture Show. Jeff Bridges. Oh, fuck off, Johnny. <laughs> Cal's worst quiz of all time. I, I knew, I know you're thinking as well, Cal. I thought you're a sort of Jeff Bridges person. Um, okay, well, hopefully this one will test you. <laughs> the Legend of Bagger Vance. Will Smith. Well, yeah. No, you're out. Oh, fuck. The Italian Job. Which one? The Italian Job. No, don't want to jump in? Monster. Oh. Obviously, it's obviously it's uh. Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, Tom Hardy, <laughs> Charlie's Theron. Yeah, I couldn't think. Charlie's Theron. Is she in the Legend of Bag of Vance? I mean, she obviously she's is. apparently in the Legend of Bag of Vance. That was that four? Or was that five? I can't remember. She played Bag of Vance. She was I a don't, bag I've of not Vance. seen the film either. That film tried to ruin Will Smith's career for a bit. The Legend of a Bag of Ants. <laughs> <laughs> That's am I reading that right? I've been I've been misspelling that for years. So one to Mark, one to Harry Christian Bale, Johnny got Jeff Bridges. Yeah. And then Kay Blanchett was Johnny and Charlie's the run was Johnny. Okay, fine, that's five. So Johnny wins. Congrats, Boom. Johnny. Well okay. You. So that's pretty much the last thing we're gonna do today. Just to let you know, we're gonna post up the list of twenty five films that we've picked so you can have a look in advance and know what we're doing the next film we're going to do is Infernal Affairs Mark's which frozen again Mark's frozen again Mark's he's, he's frozen with his thumbs up because he's really excited next film we're going to do is Infernal Affairs which is the Korean film that that I could just hear the uh, I could just hear the beer being poured <laughs> no that's not even beer that was a bottle of whiskey vodka Mark's on the lockdown vodka <laughs> Uh, it's just classic Russian vodka, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Mark just slaying the vodka at home in self-isolation. 
That's what having a 21 month old child will do to you. It's low calorie. You gotta watch your calories while you can't. Hey. Um, How's your outro, Callum? So, as I was saying, <laughs> so the next one we're going to do is Infernal Affairs, which is the Korean film that The Departed's based on. So, we're going to be watching it next Wednesday. So, we'll let you know when we're watching it and watch along before the next pod. And then you won't worry too much about the spoilers. But if you've seen The Departed, then the spoilers in Infernal Affairs are going to be pretty difficult to miss. Even so, if I like this film, I'm going to say I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's get out of here. I'm sure we've got loads of other things to be getting on with. Mark's already going, in another chat. I'm going to see my pals. I'm going to see my pals. I love you all. Come see with you later, guys. Come with okay. me. Johnny, good to meet you. I love you, Johnny. Yeah, nice, nice to uh, to chat shit with you all. You're very yeah. funny. I enjoyed it. A great it. show. <laughs> Mark, that sounded so sarcastic. It wasn't. It was, it was legit. <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't, but it did sound oh, just so terrible. It was like, great, great to, uh, see, great to uh, see you. Great to uh, see you. Yeah. Uh, just, look, guys, I really enjoyed it. You didn't need to ruin the moment. It was a really nice moment, and you've ruined it. Uh, quality. Oh, no. That ruined, that, you'll never get that moment back. That moment is gone forever. Kevin Spacey, although he's a wow. not, an <laughs> unacceptable person, the actual... President, you installed, you in got rid of the breaking us. Yeah, in House of Cards, Kevin Spacey yeah. in charge of a nation. No, yeah. the House of Cards president, not Kevin Spacey. Okay. I can't remember his name, Frank something. This is taking a real dark turn. I think we should bail out. Actually, advocating Kevin Spacey and Billy Bob Thornton as yeah. that's, a, that's a bad coalition. They have qualities, you know. <laughs> it is a bad coalition.